0: Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakari, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of February 18th, 2022. I'm your host, Ken, and with me, we have Luna.
1: Hey, everyone. Ohio.
0: Good morning. And that's about it. Uh, Gray, unfortunately, had some family matters to take care of and wasn't able to join us. And... And for the foreseeable future, it will be a mixture of just me and you, huh?
1: <laughs> it looks like it will, so it ought to be interesting.
0: Yes, yes, it will. But yeah, how you been? Uh, what have you been listening to as of late?
1: Uh, so, I haven't been listening to as much as I wanted to this week, to be honest. I'm still kind of on a Superfly kick. I really love their debut album, Superfly. It's just so good the song 1969 has really been stuck in my head for most of the week i also was listening to serena suzuki earlier this week um i'm still on sakura's lover light album which i think is really good i did go back to Udu and was listening re-listening to her orion blue album i absolutely love the track don't be afraid it is just beautiful and anatoga iru Kotode is also fabulous. And then I went back to Cream. I, I've been listening to their track Bestie more than anything. And I mean, it has a catchy beat and me and my best friend are going to Chicago next week. So, of course, I've had that on my playlist. Also been listening to Nishi's newest single, Kimi ni Furete Tokikara. Oh my gosh, talk about an amazing ballad just a powerful song that blew me away for 2022 and i'm looking forward to his hocus pocus 3 album now because he's had some great singles and he i've been waiting for an album from him also been listening to miyachi went back to his good night tokyo ep which i really like teddy nye fly for you crazy outside all i see some great tracks and also went back to milia I went I went more towards some of her older stuff just because I felt like it. I started listening to her Rose album, which is one of my personal favorites and how I got into her in the beginning. And I would say her track My Life on there is one of my favorites. One day remix with M flow Uh Joanetsu is on there. I mean, it's just such an amazing album. And went back to Yuri, of course, with the D T album. I've still that I've still had that on repeat pretty frequently. It's been one of my favorite albums actually, and uh, this year so far. But I haven't listened to too much yet. And then I dived into, I dived back into some older stuff that I hadn't listened to in ages, such as a trio called Juliet. And was listening to their love album from 09. I love their track Not Too Love and Foo You Love. Went back to Juju. I always go back to Juju. I went back to Roll the Dice, Let It Flow, Believe Believe. And I also was listening to her newer EP, Kota Awase, that released last year. And went back to Jasmine's album she released at the beginning of the year, R.E. Me, which is a great way to get into her music as it has a variety of newer songs, but also older songs as well. So that's, that's pretty much what I've listened to. Ken, what about you?
0: So I've been just listening to a whole abundant of things here. So I was listening to uh, Burnable, Unburnable's latest single, Dizzy. I think she's an absolutely amazing artist i think you should really listen to her lunar i think she's a, a really good artist that's on the rise here i've been also listening to me as well with her latest single shade Gaffee which is uh, fantastic. I highly recommend that as well. Um, I've been also listening to some Inka. I've been listening to Midori Oka's latest single, Yuki Kageiro, which is absolutely phenomenal. And sorry for people that were driving with me on traffic the other day because you'll be listening to me just blaring this and singing it fairly badly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've also also listening to uh, Ely's um, Palette, album as well and that was absolutely really really good Um, did you get that by the way i'm pretty sure you did right
1: i haven't ordered it because cd japan doesn't have it so i gotta order it off yes asia and i'm trying to get to my they have a certain free shipping threshold so i've been trying to pick out some other some k-pop cds to add with it I i see so i gotta order it still that's the only place i've been able to find it in amazon japan the shipping was way too high
0: yeah But yeah, I also was listening to Millet's album Visions as well It's Particularly with uh, Jam With uh, her her collab song with Eerie So it was absolutely fantastic And I really liked that as well I was also listening to a couple other things Here Such as Far Away A brand new single by Spice Soul I've been also listening to Yow Sobe's latest single mister which is really really good as well but i've been just listening to a whole variety amount of things especially over the last two weeks so but with that let's continue on to our topic here and this is a topic that you know with artists that you know it started you know with artists already in the past like 10 years but it's been risen to relevancy i want to say within the last year and a half because of just how the digital age has been and that is english covers of of songs done by the original artist so like if you've been paying attention to yao sobi as of late yao sobi has been doing an abundant of english covers of their own songs with monster and and gunjo and stuff like that to various amount of success and this made me think about this topic of which artists do you like to hear um, hear with their English covers of their songs and uh, a future song that you want to hear by them covered in English? So let's start with you, Luna.
1: So there's a lot of artists who do absolutely phenomenal covers. And so one of the artists that I absolutely love their English covers is Mo Moon. And it's mainly because I love Yuka's voice and yuka has the cutest voice when she does when they do covers in english and one of the first one i heard by them was sunshine girl and i love the english cover because i think yuka just does such a phenomenal job she she keeps her same vocal style as she does with the original version of sunshine girl and i just think her english is so cute and it matches very well with the song and she always does a great job. I mean, she knows how to pair it with her vocal style and and utilize it. And they've done other ones, like Moonlight, they did an English cover of, I liked as well. But Sunshine Girl is always my go-to track, and I love it in both languages, to be honest. And I always enjoyed when Momoon did English covers of their tracks, because then you... For those who are fans of them who might not know Japanese, because at the time I started listening to them, I was not, I did not have as much familiarity with the language, so I, so that was a good way for me to hear it in English. And I mean, they do change lyrics around, you know, however, to fit the composition or also to fit, make sure it sounds correct when you're singing it. Because, you know, sometimes things don't always translate the way you want it. But I think Sunshine Girl is a great example of a English song and an Engl- English cover of a song. And personally, like for Momoon, there's a couple songs I would love to see them do in English. I mean, they've done a couple already, but they have a lot of newer tracks that I would personally like to see, such as Kimi no Tonari, Tayo no Shitade, which i would be very interested in how they would they would do that in english and then i would also like to hear i'd be very very curious about hello shooting star because i know that was used for assassination classroom and i am very surprised there was actually not an english version of that so i would be very interested in that one and also in jewel as well because i think that would be beautiful and I know, Ken, you're familiar with uh, Mo Moon, so what's kind of your thoughts on, on them?
0: Yeah, so, like, I, I thought it was a very interesting thought that you did chose Mo Moon. I'm not really familiar with their entire discography, so I was quite surprised that uh, they had some English songs uh, or covers done by them as well. So it's 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 a nice, pleasant surprise, but a welcome one for sure kind of thing. And I, for one, kind of can hear that that, you know, with her vocals just absolutely being fantastic, sung in English. Now, I have to ask because I haven't really heard a cover by them in English yet. How is their English speaking skills? Is it fairly normal, or is it sung with a Japanese accent? Or
1: I mean, she has a slight accent, but it's not. It, you barely notice it.
0: Mm, I see. I see. I see.
1: So, I mean, I think her English is... When she sings, it's very, very good. And she, I think her cutesy voice is what really does it and makes it very befitting. is She has those cuter, lighter vocals, and I think it makes it a smooth transition. Yeah. So w- with her, that's one of the reasons I... I think I greatly enjoy the songs they've done in English is because of that. And I, I honestly... I mean, she almost sounds fluent at times when she sings, but there are certain songs or certain, you know, instances you can hear a slight, uh, a slight accent.
0: Mm. No, but yeah, no, it's, it's very interesting to hear that. And I actually kind of want to hear a lot of their more modern stuff have an English take now, now that because they are kind of by themselves as a free label, so...
1: Yeah, I I would too. And when they first started off, they did more English covers of their songs. But then when later on they transitioned, they didn't do that as much anymore. So that made me kind of sad. So that's why I'd like to see them bring that back.
0: I see, I see. But yeah, I guess I'll move on to my artists and... And choice here, and that would have to be Yuri, our lovely Music Corner alum here. And obviously, if you're going to think of Yuri, the one song that he did do in English, it is Dry Flowers. And it's very interesting. I would say that it's fairly natural in English, like almost a one-to-one cover, I think. And that's one thing that I absolutely love about this cover the one thing that i only kind of have a little tiny gripe of it is there's kind of no pitch or emotional change throughout the song that yuri sings but i think that's just to go in tone of the song but besides that minor little gripe i think that this is a fantastic cover but you know if i had to choose another song that is done by him in English I would either choose Hikosen or or Natsune I think Natsune would sound amazing in English because it really this that particular song Natsune has a more vocal energy in it compared to his prior songs especially to Dry Flower I think it would be very interesting to hear an English version of Natsune but yeah, how did you feel about, you know, Yuri and Dry Flower here? I know that we you obviously really liked him because you covered him as our, as our MC here. But then, I'm not too sure if you were able to listen to the Dry Flower English version as of yet.
1: I was as soon as that came out, I was on it, and I I agree with you 100. percent It sounds so natural when he sings it. A, and it really is almost a one to one cover and you get the you still get the emotions and the feeling you do with the original Dry Flower. So I honestly think it's a phenomenal cover and I would like to see him do this with more of his songs. Like you said, I also agree Natsune would be a great song to see hear in English. I also would love to hear Sakura Bade because of how, you know, it's such a powerful ballad. And I think that would be a very interesting English cover as well. And even Shudder, I think I would like to hear how he would handle Shudder.
0: Yeah, no, I think, I think Shudder is a very interesting choice as well. I think I would like to hear that as, as an English cover too.
1: Yeah. I mean, his, I did not know he had, he could sing in English like he did because you hear most of his tracks they're just full japanese and he doesn't use much english so hearing dried flowers was a big shock for me and i was blown away i could not believe how you know fluid he sounded and just how good his vocals sounded with that i just thought he did an excellent job
0: yeah no no so i'm i for one am like it's a it's like i said earlier with moment it's a surprise but a welcome one for sure kind of thing and you know not that so much that i would want all their songs but it's a nice one-two punch especially with these types of artists that are really trying to make it international especially with yuri and obviously with yao sobi who we did spawn this topic from their songs in particular are trying to seep over to the international market and it's very smart to have at least an English version for people that, you know, might want to just dip their toes in into a Japanese style of artist but not want to commit yet, so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree because it's a good way to gauge, you know, I it's a digital single, it's a great way to gauge on there of, hey, how will this you know, how will this work out? How will this be? So I, I'm i great, I'm just glad to hear this cause it's very, um, you know, it gives you a good idea of that way people who might not always listen to Japanese music can hear his vocals in it and also hear why Dried Flowers is such a popular song in Japan too. It's a good yeah. way for that international coverage all over the world.
0: Yeah, no, that that's for darn sure that we would love to hear how you guys like our choices and if you guys have other artists and english covers of their songs that you would like to recommend to us just let us know but with that let's continue on to this week's music corner here and this week you have the lovely reigns to introduce us to your artists here luna so why don't you go ahead
1: all right so this, um, the artist I picked, I actually found him on YouTube by accident by scrolling. This is what's always great about YouTube. So I chose the male singer, songwriter, and rapper called Einstein. So Einstein is from Osaka. He got a start in the industry at the young age of 14 when he found an interest in rap music. And he had participated in a fourth high school rap championship. He was one of the youngest participants for that championship and he shined and garnished a ton of attention in 2017 his digital 19s map attracted a lot of attention with the inclusion of the music video 1210 i need you and it hit over 500 million views on youtube and actually was nominated for three awards in japan kind of like the vmas in the u.s so they have the the music video awards in japan so I mean, having a young art, one of them was new young artist he got nominated for, which is phenomenal to be, you know, get that recognition. And he finally uh, released his debut full length album, Letter, in 2020, which has continued to gain support with his live performances, his writing, and his catchy modern music. So the track that really got me into him was Still In Love. It is the first track I actually heard by Einstein, and I was watching the music video on YouTube, and that's kind of how I started going through all this music. I absolutely love the composition, as it has a modern R&B fusion to it, plus the lyrics are relatable and very easy to sing along to, the chorus is catchy as well. And the song that really put him on the map, 1210, I Need You... this is what got him nominated for all those awards it's a very interesting track especially going from still in love to 1210 i need you 1210 i need you has more of a hip-hop reggae vibe and you can also hear he's still trying to find his vocals on there but i greatly enjoyed the lyrics and the composition was very befitting of the track i just love that variety einstein really shows and he has some great slow tracks, such as Like and Anohi no Kimi, which show off the vocal range that he has, and it makes you want to hear more like it. And I honestly love when he does tracks like this, because it just shows off a different side of him and what he, what, all his possibilities. His latest release, Lucky, is more of a mid-tempo song that kind of reminds me of Still in Love with its melody. But I really like the cute lyrics. I like how the rap flows with his vocals. Despite the slight auto-tune in it, I do enjoy how the composition makes this track flow really well. So, Ken, I'm curious to hear what you think of Einstein as, tried to go out of my wheelhouse in a way and pick a male artist.
0: A very poppy male artist, I might add. (laughs) I mean, he still has that very rap feel with a lot of this because he's a phenomenal vocalist with the rap side, but he is a little bit on the poppy side. I honestly would think that Grey would probably like him at certain points, especially with Letter, I think. Letter is really, really great. I think one of my favorite songs from that is uh, Have a Nice Day, and that's an amazing track. And I ended up really liking my time with Einstein. And i honestly really can't wait to see what the future has in store for him especially because you know he only debuted what within within the last two years two three four years so yeah i would love to see what the future has in store for him and you know with this album of letters you know there has to be something building up to to a new release here
1: that's what I'm hoping for, because he has a couple digital singles he's released since Letter came out, and I'm looking forward to him releasing a new album and hear what all he can do as he is a little more on the poppy side, which I do like, because he does a variety, especially looking back at some of his, you know, his first EP compared to Letter and listen to some of his his newer tracks and it's just very interesting, and I'm looking forward to see where he'll go from here, and see what the future holds for him. I, I, especially with the younger crowd, I can see him garnish. You know, he's already garnished a lot of support, so I hope he continues to do so. Hmm. But I'm very curious to hear what Gray thinks of him as well.
0: Yeah, so I can't wait for this week's roundup this time around. So
1: yes it'll be neat to go back and listen to everyone and see how they compare so with that einstein has a pretty he doesn't have a big discography as yet easy to listen to so he only has one album letter one ep 19's map and 14 digital singles you can check out his website twitter instagram and the latest music video for lucky on our site
0: yeah with that let's continue on to the oricon here and (laughs) this week's Kind of interesting, we had a couple new tri- uh, releases this time around, so all around a kind of good week, but let's see how we feel about it. And starting off at number 10, it is non Demonai Yo" by Macaroni and Pitsu. Nothing much here we can say about that. You know, this week it's a lovely 22,263 points here. And going on up, it is Diary by Sekai no Owadi. Now, for, for me, I've, I've been listening to this for like the past couple weeks, but... I wanted to see how you feel about this track, Luna.
1: So I greatly enjoy Sekai No Awadi. And I think the lead has... She has great vocals. Like, I do love her vocals. I I don't know if I wasn't feeling it, because Diary is a slow song. It's a ballad. And yeah. I think it's sung very well. It is an absolutely beautiful song. I think for me, though, right now, I was just not... I I felt it might have been a little too slow for me. But Mm. if I'm judging the song for what it is, I think it is a phenomenal song. Well done, well sang. However, right now, I'm not in the mood to listen to it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, with specific songs like this, I think you would have to be in a kind of mood for it. Personally, I really liked the B-side song and Roll. And because it's just... How so garage feel it felt compared to Diary. And, you know, Diary is a good song because it really rests on their vocal prowess. However, for me, I really liked Diary because it was, or I really liked Enroll because of the fact that it had that experimental garage feel overall.
1: And I agree with that. I actually liked Enroll better than Diary because it did have a more unique feel to it. So I 100% agree. And I, I kind of didn't even think of that when I was talking, you know, when we were talking about the single. But I, I do like how Endrel has that more experimental feel.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the things that, like technically, I downloaded Enroll before even listening to Diary, so, and that was one thing that I ended up, was like, huh, that's very interesting that I ended up really liking their B-side song compared to Diary, and then when I re-listened to Diary, I was like, oh, yeah, because it is a fairly slower song, and it's more like a ballad, and I completely understand, like, your, the, the criticisms, because of the fact that, You need to be in a certain mood sometimes to listen to a ballad. (laughs) I completely understand that, but. I mean, regardless. Oh, go ahead.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, you know, even though I might not have been in a mood to listen to it, I still highly recommend the single as a whole.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, well, no matter what, we always try to recommend this single. This week might be a little hard, but (laughs) we always try to recommend the single at least to go and listen, but. Regardless, this week, Diary sold a wonderful 23,325 points here. And going on up to number eight, it is Butter by BTS. Just give me my BTS meal, gosh darn. You know what's funny? So they opened up a BTS pop sh- pop-up store here in Hawaii yesterday. It is going to be closed because it sold out.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. in one day?
0: Yeah. People are fucking wow. crazy. Army is crazy.
1: <laughs> that so. is crazy.
0: Wow. <laughs> you think they'd restock
1: like, or have enough stock you know, for the I BTS think, you know, goods. I think
0: because they just didn't think that how fast everything would sell. Because I'm pretty sure what would happen. They thought, oh, they'll just be able to buy stuff for the Hawaii people. But I'm pretty sure the Hawaii people were like, nah, we're going to sell this. We we're going to sell all of this online or to the other Army people. Across the nation, right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's very true. Because we don't get a lot of pop-up shops in the mainland. I mean, we get pop-up restaurants where I live. We had an Alice in Wonderland theme one. You know, stuff like that. But we don't get, like, pop-up shops for artists. So I can easily see how that happened.
0: Yeah. But regardless, Butter, Soda, Lovely, 23,702 points here. And going on up to number seven, it's Pyong by Bish now i know that you have a love-hate relationship with bish compared to how me and uh, gray like them how did you feel about the single or in this release
1: i actually really like pure i like the whole single and that shocked me because i don't usually like bish like you you stated it perfectly it's a love-hate relationship i freaking love pure I loved the screamo. I thought the vocals, the composition, everything flowed perfectly. And for me to say that and download it immediately is really weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, for for, for me, Pyo has that feeling of what I need in Bish is they need to be high energy, like not high energy, idle energy, but high energy in their own unique way. And Pyo did that because it shows how unique they are and obviously this is just this is their go away tour so they're gonna try to leave it all out on the floor
1: Yeah no I I, I completely agree and that's what they did in Peel. I mean they brought the energy but like you said in their own way and I think that's why I really liked it because it wasn't. I think my issue is usually I get put off by some of their energy and it comes off as obnoxious. I don't know if obnoxious is the right word, but not my style. But Pio had that style that works for them and their vocals. And I like the inclusion of the screamo because that also made it a unique elephant element for me. And I think how the vocals, the screamo, the cuteness at certain points all sounded made it unique and also made it them and you will remember pyol because of this reason and it stands out in a good way and i mean being honest this is my track of the week
0: you you say that the um the cuteness mixed with the screamo it it's a jarness that actually works fairly well in their favor compared to how other artists might use a tonal shift like this and it really really works
1: yes no you're 100 percent on a nail there it works to their advantage in a way that you know it was jarring but it was that good jarring feeling because it shows that hey we're doing something different however we can make it work to our advantage and that's what they did and I think they have the members to pull that off and each member knows their strengths and weaknesses. And I think that's why Pure works so well. And not only Pyo was great, I loved Honesty which was the B-side. Yep. And I thought both, they flowed together as the perfect, like, single. And had a uniqueness in their own way and I mean, it, this was I, I cannot say enough about how much I love this.
0: Now, if you guys get the chance, you know, I don't like to use a music video as a a guarantee if you're gonna like the song or not. I know Gray does like that a lot, but if you guys can watch the music video for Piao, and it's it's a very interesting thing because it's a the the guest stars that they have are fairly well known in like metal and heavy guitar and heavy rock. I mean, they have Marty, who was that that really famous guitarist. Marty Japan, Friedman, writing. he's amazing. Yep. And them just, you know, like when they reach the chorus, they, they do the cutesy dance along with them, which is really funny. So
1: <laughs> I got to watch this music video now because I'm like you, Ken, and I don't, us- I don't like to watch the music video first and relate it to the song. I like to listen to it. The song as a whole. You know, before I even go into the videos, but I want to check out Pio now just because, and especially hearing they had a lot of famous guitarists in there, and I like Marty Friedman a lot. So I'm looking forward to watching the video and just seeing how fun it is.
0: Yeah, he looked like he had the time of his life, like, just performing with them, to be honest.
1: And that's how it should be, you know, having fun while you're making, you know, doing what you love, making music.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. But regardless, you know, Pyo sold a wonderful twenty five thousand seven hundred and eleven points here. And going on up to number six it is the Ensemble Stars the uh, Shiff- Shiffle Unit Collection Volume Two with their songs of I'll Be With You, Moonlight Disco and "Noirne." So this is you know, an anime husband husbando, but it's done by these subgroups of Ring a bell, uh, Getsubun Sukutake,ru Sukutake,ru katakana my 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 lovely enemy and uh, 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 La Mort So Sparkle. we had had very very interesting tonal changes because of each group having its own type of genre and tone. Now. You know we we don't listen to um, uh, 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 the uh, the ensemble stars here all too much but how did you like the fact that you know each group was its own kind of genre in it of itself before we even go into the songs here
1: i like that they were all different because it gives you a sense of this one is is more this this is more this this is more this but i like the shift because not everyone likes the same genres, and it shows that the ensemble stars can mix it up. That each male group has their own unique style, their own unique sound. And I like that they do that. It's showing that they're not all the same. And you can hear that in each track. Because like you said, Ken, you know, each one you listen to has a completely different tonal tonal sound to it. Not just composition-wise, but vocal-wise as well.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know like with that let's kind of go into the songs here um obviously which one was your your favorite overall
1: mine is probably moonlight disco
0: oh yeah yeah no like I'll just kind of spoil my my turn here it it had to be moonlight disco overall
1: I mean moonlight disco was just such a nice funky fresh beat. It made you want to get up and dance to it. I think the, the vocals were great. I mean, I love the composition just because it, it's just that funky disco sound and it's exactly like it sounds. Moonlight Disco literally describes that song to a T and I, it just stood out from the other two and it's also more my style than the other two tracks.
0: Yeah, you know, with no, no, no qualms against "I'll Be With You" and and "Noirne," you know those those two particular songs. with uh, "I'll Be With You" being a more traditional male idol song, and "Noirne" being a little bit of a a gloomier and darker sense of a tone here, you know. Both songs are fine, but it wasn't just the standout hit like how Moonlight Disco was because Moonlight Disco really brought the fun into the genre with or into the whole album here with this release. And I ended up really liking it to the point that I really kind of want to just buy this one song.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I listening to... um... Moonlight disco yeah I mean it gives you that feel I mean not to say I'll be with you wasn't bad it was your cute poppy male idol song which I thought was I mean I thought it was good it was it was cute but it, it was nowhere near like that moonlight I feel like moonlight um disco just had that beat that flow that danceiness and Noir was very like you said it's very gloomy and very interesting I mean I like that the boys took that side of that darkness and that more gothic feel to it. But, I mean, when you listen to them all in a row, and then you hear Moonlight, as soon as you hear Moonlight Disco, it's just that funky beat. And I would buy this one just individually, just for that.
0: What What's one of the funniest things here, you know, looking kind of at everything with this, it's really interesting to see that that uh, Bradio was actually a part of Moonlight Disco in some sort of way in course of the... Either the direction or these, the not the choreograph, but the <laughs> I'm tr- I'm trying to think uh, composition. There we composition. go. Composition overall with the composition here, and I, I I actually can hear it. I obviously can hear it,
1: and I can too. And I think that's what it that's and I love Brody's music because I absolutely love their. Their style, I like the funkiness, and you can hear that Moonlight Disco. I mean, and I mean, what's something called disco in it should have brought you attached to it in some way, because you know, they can always bring those funky
0: beats. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Regardless, this week, you know, it sold a lovely 25,805 points here. And going on up to number five, it is Beetle Goose by UD. Not much more we can say here. It's an amazing song. And I can't wait to hear more. I actually want to hear an English version, kind of going back into our topic for a bit. But this week it's all the lovely twenty-seven thousand seven hundred and twenty-seven points here, and going on up to number four. It is pop song by Yuneh Sakemi. Now here's someone we haven't heard in a in a bit. And what what did you think about his lovely return to form here, or I guess return to the industry here, Luna?
1: So, being honest, I'm excited for it because Kenshi doesn't do release after release. He takes his time. And that's what I like about him is he tries to change it up and switch it up. And despite pop song not being my favorite song by him, however, I think it's a great return to the industry and a return to form. And I, I enjoy the composition because it is unique and it has that usual Kenshi... Kenchi flair and I think that's one of the reasons I always enjoy seeing it because he gives you something different and although this is a little more on the it's not as um I guess odd as some of his other music which I really like when his
0: music's super weird not as out there as usual (laughs) yeah it's not as out there
1: it's a little more normal but it still has that same Kenchi flair that you know it's him and that's what I love about it because he can make something that It's still the regular generic public will like, but he'll throw that extra unique flavor for his fans that shows, hey, it's me, Kenji.
0: Yeah, no, like for me, I thought it was really, really good. And, you know, it is a nice ease into form of saying, hey, don't forget I'm here. And obviously this was being used to, to celebrate the, his collaboration with Sony PlayStation. I mean, they, they were hyping this thing up for months. And this release would have to have been something planned with both Sony and stuff like that. So I don't think it's, that. that's probably one of the reasons why we didn't see him go totally off the rails like we have usually <laughs> with a release done by him. And you know, it's good. Like I said, it's a nice easing in back to the, the limelight saying, don't forget I'm here. I know that I pretty much took the entirety of 2021 off, but here I am kind of thing.
1: Yep, no, I I completely agree with that.
0: Regardless, pop songs sold a lovely 20 or not 20. Pop songs sold a lovely 36,707 points here. And going on up to number three, it is the lovely Ichizu and uh, Sakayume once again. Not much more we can say about this release here. This week it sold a lovely 49,607 points here. I'm pretty sure that people are hyped that Jujutsu Kaisen got a second season. So maybe that's why the reason this particular song is on the rise here. But regardless it sold very well and we're very thankful for that and going on up to number two it is sankyo sanka and asagakuru by aimer here and what a way to kind of kick off i think the ending of kimetsu no yaiba ended this past week or around the time this this uh, the records was being held here because it's been at number two for a long time I believe it was at number two last week as well, right?
1: Yes, it was.
0: So, and I believe it was at number two the week before that. So, there's not much more we can say about this. You know, it sold very well, and you know, it might not be as memorable as you know, like Homura or I'm forgetting the other song.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, I did too. That shows. Uh, <laughs> well, that shows what we thought of it.
0: I mean, like, uh, I mean we liked all three of us liked Tamora better than um th- than Gerenge <laughs> overall. Why did I
1: forget gerenge? That's sad because that's all everyone's heard, but yes.
0: Well that and crossing fields, baby.
1: <laughs> uh Otsain is still my jam.
0: Yeah. But I mean, regardless, you know, it yeah, Sankyo Sank uh Sanka. Uh, might not have been as memorable as Gerenge or Homura but it it did its job of what it needed to be. It it, hell, it wasn't even as good as as the Lisa's other releases that that was supposed to be tied with this one with Akiboshi and Shidogane. And I, I like see if I think we need to do this where we need to analyze which one was better between the two. I think that should be a, a topic further down the line here because obviously, you know, Mush- not Mushoku Tensei. <laughs> that's every- that's the anime that I want everyone to watch. You know, Kimetsu no Yaiba isn't going away anytime soon. And I think from what people are saying, they are saying that it'll probably be four seasons, including the movie, four seasons. Uh, For a good anime run, and that's a pretty decent run. So we got a lot of songs to kind of Compare and contrast to overall once we get there
1: Yeah, I I agree we do so we got a good a good set
0: list Yes, regardless Sankyo Sanka. So the lovely 62,914 points and going on up (laughs) to number one It's a bop by Octpath. Now, this is a newly debuting group from Produce 101 Japan. And obviously, it is a eight member group because Oct is in the name here. Now, you know, particularly, I I don't know how you felt about Produce 101 Japan's marks here, but Both me and Gray, whenever we hear artists from Produce 101 Japan, we kind of have the grimace on it because of the fact of what we think is going to happen with this style of artists. And you listen to 10 seconds of It's a Bop and my ultimate fears of what I'm typecasting everyone that comes out of this group. Or out of this series has done. Now, see, I don't. I don't. I, I kind of don't remember your your track record of how you feel about groups from Produce 101 Japan. But how did you feel about Octopath Ak- overall?
1: I did not like it. Well, so. I have issues with it, big time. And everything you said about how that, when you hear hear It's a Bop, the first track on the single, I mean, yes, that is exactly what I don't want, because it's very in-your-face, they're trying too hard, it's, it it just sounds all over the place, because it starts off, how it starts off totally turned me off. When we even get further in the song, I'm already, like, I'm not having, this just is not suiting. And then when you – then when I think it's over, it keeps going. And I was all prepared for it to end and there was one point I thought it was going to end and then they – then it continued. And I was like, I think it overstayed its welcome. But it's really that beginning part and just how it's – it just turned me off completely within the first 10 seconds. I will say, I mean, I'm not saying Octopath is – a bad group i just don't think it's a bop is a good song to start out with i do think they have great vocals because the third track be with you showcases their vocal skills and range but when you hear tracks like it's a bop it i i I guess i understand who they were trying to target because that's what some younger generations do like but it's just not appealing to me
0: Oh, yes, no. Like, it is bop. It is... It is very in-your-face. And it's very try-hardy. And I completely understand, trust me. This is probably what you want. This is probably what the young people want right now. They want stuff with pizzazz and things like that. But for me, it's more it's more sizzle no no bite so to speak there's nothing there for me to totally like at the end of the day with this this is all just pizzazz and show nothing of actual substance for me to like because granted these boys they dance phenomenally if you watch the music video, go go watch it because I think one of these things that you have to do, specifically with groups like this, is see how the choreograph is. Now, I can't... It, it, it's good to see them first, first thing live, but to just hear them, it's very difficult to judge a group like this. And I that that's one of the problems that that produce 101 Japan has granted this all could just be a generational thing because all three of us are technically in a different generation to what this is now
1: yeah that that is true I mean this this definitely isn't my generation type of thing. I mean yes I do like certain you know there's some things I do enjoy depending on what it is. Um, but this was not very not my.
0: You know, not not to get us wrong here, because we do like you know exile and and the tribes and stuff like that. But it's not as abrasive and in your face about what they are compared to to what Produce One Hundred One has been doing as of late. Yeah,
1: no, I I, I agree
0: and you know these dance vocal heavy groups i like we don't mind it it's just we need to see that something's there and that's like one of the things that i also have with with certain other like xl tribe groups that are only just dance heavy i think ballistic boys was a very very prominent one of that for the longest time but they grew out of it they did songs that were very vocal heavy and i know Path has that because Be With You is an absolutely phenomenal song that really relied on their vocals. Now, if you guys just led with this, I would sing a total different tune, but because of where they started, they always have to make sure that that pop and pizzazz style of track will be on the forefront compared to everything else. And that's just sad for me.
1: Yeah, if they would have led with a ballad, or even did a double A side with this, you know, atrocious, it's a bop, and be with you, I would have had a little bit different things to say. But no, I, I, I feel like they always lead with a very pop and lock type of vibe, and most of them are in your face, and it's just offsetting.
0: Yeah, and it, it's 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 unfortunate, but... You know, it it, it is what it is and nothing that we can say obviously is going to change it. And (laughs) apparently to the public as well because this sold kind of bad in my point of view. If you guys take a look at the charts here, it sold abysmal at 66,485 points to the point that this is the new debuting boy group and their other their brothers in arms from this group sold much higher to the point that Sankyo Sanka almost took them over for just 40, if 4,000 more people listen to Sankyo Sanka, we would have a totally different tune because Eimer would be number one again. Yeah, and that's, no, I... That's sad. That's really, really sad.
1: <laughs> no, it is. I um, am very surprised Like it sold as low as it did because usually the J01 groups sell over 100,000.
0: yeah at least over a hundred thousand. It's not gonna break like you know Johnny's numbers where it's gonna break six hundred thousand in one in one week. but you know hey it's it's quite sad to see that. and you know, hey, that doesn't mean that we don't want to see them succeed. We obviously want to see them succeed, but it's very very difficult to see what will happen now because of the fact that it, they debuted so low.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree, and I'm kind of surprised about that just because it was a very, very low debut from from most of the other ones they've done.
0: But yeah, with that, let's kind of peer over to the albums here real fast. You have Natsugawa Shina with, at number 10 with her lovely new album of Konpushoto. And you have uh, (laughs) Nakashima Miyuki's latest last tour album here, so it's very interesting. We got the Umahime winning live number three, so from the Umahime uh, project, which is on the rise here. We also got My Beautiful Valentine by Sato Soma, which is absolutely fantastic. You guys gotta listen to that. Obviously, we got Visions by Millet at number five. We got From Us Midnight guess, at number four. You got and and you and finally you got the Kimiwa Sakini Iku by Yunho from to- well, Toho Shinki. I'm, I still it's not Toho Shinki for me. <laughs> I Toho I call and him. Or, it's Toho uh, and or Shinki. <laughs> I still call him. Um,
1: they, they lost. lost after people. <laughs> I know they—they they only got two members now versus they. Well, yeah, there's only two because they lost three of their members. They were originally five.
0: Yeah, they're originally five, so they're not Toho Shinki. They're Toho and or Shinki in my mind.
1: Yeah, or DB, or SK.
0: <laughs> <laughs> DB D- and or SK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Regardless, you know. I want to say thank you for listening to this lovely episode of Ongaku You can find us on all pot on all social media sites at Twitter and Instagram at Ongaku You can follow our affiliates Koryu Hunter, who is a variety Twitch streamer. You can check him out at Twitch.tv/slash Koryu Hunter K Y O R Y U H U N T E R. You can also check out Timber Taff, who is a variety streamer in and of himself, and he's going through super mario and bowser fury as of right now you can check them out at twitch.tv slash timber you can also check out your sister uh rose and she's probably playing through final fantasy 14 and becoming really excited about all the lovely changes that's going on here this time it sold a wonderful well, not this time. It's all <laughs> wonderful. I'm like kind of going in. I'm looking at the work hey, I'm doing Final this. Fantasy XIV
1: just sold a wonderful.
0: Yeah, Final Fantasy XIV did very well. <laughs> but yeah, you can check her out at twitch.tv slash R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out Fangirl Has No Name who is a variety streamer in and of herself and she is closely publishing her book. I can't wait to do the audible version of that book. It's a romance novel and I'm, I'm gonna sound saucy, I guess. <laughs> you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M E. You can also check out the podcast that both that both Timber Me and Kyo do called Potosaurus. This week we talked about abundance of things. We talked about Legends Arceus. Uh, Lost Ark, we also talked about Mega Man, and we also talked about my lovely adventures through LA. So if you want to hear that, just look out Cardi Hunter, same as his Twitch handle on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYCAN1 where I talk about Bang Dream, I know about Roboco, Hi Robo, and all the lovely idlings that my daughter does. Where can we find you, Luna?
1: You can find me on several social medias, such as the Twitter, My Anime List, Anime Planet, Kitsu, and Letterboxed as Luna Maria 87. Or you can follow me on Instagram as Nerdy Collector Luna, where you can see what I'm watching, what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, and all the lovely, awesome horror movies coming out this year.
0: But yeah, you can also follow Gray at Ongaku Gray. And kind of see what his lovely followings are up to. But once again, I want to say thank you so much for listening to Ongaku I'm your host Ken saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. And hey,
1: this is Luna saying thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Jamatene.